Welcome to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog guardians. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm a certified professional dog trainer and I take my 10 years of training experience and I share easy to implement dog training advice with an emphasis on kindness and compassion. Welcome. I'm so excited to share more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. In today's episode, I am going to talk about telling your dog no. And spoiler alert, I tell my dogs no all the time. (laughs) But before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to just tell you a few things. So if you are a new podcast listener, I have several other ways to support you on your training journey in addition to this podcast. We have several digital courses and recorded webinars that are free. So I have a puppy course, I have a reactive dog course, I have an adventure dog course. There is a free reactive dog webinar. There is a free recall webinar. So if you are new to training and maybe you haven't worked with the trainer yet and you could use some support, check out the free training on the website. There's tens of ways for you to learn. And then if you feel like you need more, there are digital courses and then one-on-one training that we also offer. So if you are new to the podcast and you do not have a trusted trainer yet and you need support, we would be happy to be your trusted trainers. So let's talk about telling your dog no. So over on the social media, I see a lot of posts about how no isn't a behavior and no doesn't help your dog learn things. And while some of that is true, I also think it fails to acknowledge those of us who just live day to day, the ins and outs of dogs who probably have to hear no than the average dog. So many of you know, I've shared my life with a lot of dogs over the years And many of those dogs have been Amstaffs, Pitbulls, some sort of pity cross, all of which have been varying degrees of confidence and fearful. And I I think that I, if you would have asked me, I don't know, six years ago before Waylon came into my life, if you should tell your dog no, I would have been like, no, you don't need to tell your dog no. Like you can tell them what you want them to do. And that was because my lived experience at that point was with dogs who you didn't really have to tell no a lot, right? Like Tiva was a wild young dog, but then she matured and she was for the most part a pretty good listener. Like you didn't have to tell her no very much. And Sonny was the same way, right? Like he was always kind of nervous and fearful. So you didn't really want to tell him no. You wanted to tell him like, yes, good boy. Because you felt so bad for him because he was so scared of things. And I think that if your lived experience is sharing your life with a dog who is generally more fearful, who is generally more scared, this might not ring true (laughs) in the same way. But if you are sharing your life with a young dog, a puppy, a teenage dog, if you're sharing your life with a dog who has an abundance of confidence, obviously this is my life right now, but if that sounds familiar, you probably have to tell your dog more, no more (laughs) than someone who's living with an adult dog who's kind of afraid of things, who isn't really getting into much mischief or trouble. (laughs) Okay, so I want to 
first caveat this by saying that the whole point of training, right? The whole point of training life skills is so that you don't have to say no like 5 million times a day, right? Like the whole point of training these life skills is so that we can use those life skills that we've trained in everyday settings that we need them so that we don't even need no, right? So like that's really the whole point of training life skills is so that you don't have to just say no over and over again to a dog who's like not comprehending what you're saying. And I think that it's also important to note here that no is something that your dog can learn to respond to. But if you're not teaching your dog any other skills, which I cannot imagine you beautiful people listening fall into that category because you're here and you're listening to me. But if you're not teaching your dog any other skills, no is going to be useless, right? Like you are just going to turn into background noise, okay? And this is in a very similar vein as an episode I did a long time ago called To Yell or Not To Yell. This is very similar to that, right? So if you haven't listened to that episode, you definitely should because I think that it will be a nice companion to what I have to say today. But if you teach your dog no skills and all you do is say no that's like I think that that's where a lot of the the content over on like the social media and stuff from other trainers about like no is not a behavior your dog doesn't actually know I think that that's a lot of where it's coming from but I acknowledge that you people beautiful people who are listening aren't like the average dog guardian who like doesn't think your dog needs training right like you have a dog who you've put a lot of time and energy into training. And that's why I want to do this episode because obviously you all know I'm a trainer. I put a lot of time and energy into training both of my dogs. And I still find myself in scenarios where I have to tell them no. So I wanted just to kind of give like an overarching, um, I don't know, caveat to this whole episode is that if you have a dog who has absolutely no training and all you're doing is yelling no, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. Okay. But if you have a dog who does have some skills, you probably will use no a little bit more. And I want to tell you how to effectively do that and how to prevent from becoming background noise. Okay, so some things to consider is the dog's learning history and then your training history because all of those are interconnected. Okay, the dog's learning history, your training history, all those things are interconnected. Okay, so if you have a puppy or a dog who's brand new to you, who maybe didn't live in a home, doesn't have any, doesn't have any training skills. These are dogs that we're going to have to tell no, but we're going to gently tell them no. And that's not always going to be literally saying no, that might be redirecting them and helping them understand what we expect of them. Okay, so this is something I cover in depth in our puppy course, Puppy Priorities. So if you have a puppy and you are struggling, do yourself a favor and invest in Puppy Priorities because I literally walk you through every single thing I did with Spicy from 8 to 16 weeks old. Like invaluable information. It's going to be a game changer if you have a puppy. But anyways, puppies and dogs who are new to you, who maybe don't have a lot of learning history surrounding the things we want to teach them, or maybe they have some learning history, but it's kind of unknown. There is a lot of gentle, (laughs) figuratively speaking, saying no. We're not going to literally say it, right? We're going to gently say no by redirecting them to places that we want them to interact. So Spicy heard and 
experienced know a lot as a puppy, right? So um, for instance, when she was maybe like 10 or 12 weeks old, and again, this is all covered in puppy priorities, when we were eating, right? Like I think like a lot of you, we sit on the couch and eat and watch TV. What can I say? I don't always sit at the table. But anyways, she was starting to like jump up, right? And kind of get interested and be like, hey, what is all of this? And I gently told her no by just very gently pushing her down and helping her understand that her attempts were not going to yield success, right? That if I'm eating and she's jumping up, that is not going to yield to the outcome that she wants, right? So that's an example of me gently telling the puppy no, but without being a dick about it, right? Like she's jumping up and I just gently push her down and I say, nope, we're not going to do that right? And slowly but surely, she starts to feel like, okay, well, this isn't working. And slowly but surely, she starts to offer sits, which I am there to positively reinforce. And now, fast forward to nine months old, she's great. If I sit down at the couch to eat, she just lays down on the ground. She's like, okay, I know the deal here. And that started with me literally telling her no and using just a little bit of of physical restraint, right? And she learned that really easily. And I feel like that is kind. (laughs) She understood what I meant. I wasn't just yelling no and she was getting nowhere and not understanding. And I think that when we're talking about telling our dogs no, if our dogs have no comprehension of what it means, it's not going to be effective. But I think that dogs comprehend and understand far more than just inside of like a clicker training session or, you know, a specific training setup. Our dogs are always learning. And if you're sharing your life with a puppy or a dog who's new to you, it's likely that you are having to tell them no, but we can gently tell them no in ways that they understand in order to get to behaviors and a dog who we don't have to say no to because they're clear and they understand what's happening. Okay, so these new dogs to you, you can gently tell them no, but we need to slowly but surely follow it up with some positive reinforcement so they start to realize other behaviors that they can offer in place of the behaviors we're having to tell them no. And honestly, like, Puppies, in my experience, like just doing some gentle nose, they get it, right? Like they get it pretty quickly and not always. Sometimes we have to be really, really consistent. And sometimes these puppies have to hear no a lot. But if we're having to tell them no over and over and we're not getting to the desired outcome, then we need to reevaluate what's happening, right? Can we change the environment? Can we redirect them? How can we set them up for success? So all of that is interconnected, but I am gently telling puppies and new dogs no, right? And I think that you can too, right? It's not that I'm like yelling and scolding a puppy and being like, no, it's not what I mean at all, right? I'm being very gentle. I am literally saying no and following it up a little bit, but I'm not being a jerk about it. And the dog is understanding what I want from them because they're starting to decrease the behavior that I've been saying no. Okay, so I think that no can be super duper effective. But when we're dealing with a dog who is an adult, who has a lot of training history, I think that we're st- we can still use no, but it needs to be less frequent, okay? Because an adult dog who has a training history, so Waylon, for example, I don't use, it's not that I don't say no, because I have to tell him no a lot, 
But I'm very less inclined to be using no because he has such a vast behavior repertoire. This dog has so many trained skills. So it's like if he's doing something I don't want him to, we have this whole vast repertoire of behaviors that I could use that are probably going to be more effective at getting to the outcome than yelling no at him. Okay, so if you have an adult dog, a dog who's been with you for a long time, a dog who has a pretty extensive training history, you need to be using the trained skills that you've already taught them. And if you're finding that there are scenarios that you don't have a trained skill to get them to do what you need them to, voila, there's your next training goal, okay? So I think that Generally speaking, with adult dogs who have a training history, or you know, even Spicy, who's nine months old, she has a huge training history. So I'm not, I'm not using no as much anymore because she's got all these awesome behaviors that I can just ask her to do in place of those. There are certainly still situations where I'm just like, yeah, no, we're not doing that, right? And I think that this is when it comes into play a lot, like these confident dogs who are curious and who want to follow their noses and who want to try things, they have to hear no more than a dog who isn't inclined to do that. But again, I'm not being a dick and just yelling no and like tugging on the leash, okay? Not that I'm not using leash tension. We're going to get to that. But there are so, there are like, there are so many micro situations that happen where no is the first thing that comes out of my mouth. And the dogs get it, right? Like Waylon understands. When I say no, he's like, uh, because he understands that I'm like, I'm putting a stop to whatever ridiculous thing he's trying to pursue. So I'll give you an example. We were at the lake recently and uh, my husband was working with Spicy on the kayak. We were doing some foundational work of that. You might remember that in the previous episode, I alluded to Adventure Dog Academy as getting a bunch of new content. Long story short, Waylon is on leash next to me so that he's not acting as a distraction, right? We need Spicy to be able to focus. Well, there's a goose and and it starts like swimming across the water. That is Waylon's kryptonite, right? He doesn't care about geese on dry land, but geese around a lake, woo, forget it. And he got up and started to whine and started to pull. And you know what I told him? No. I was like, no, we are not going to do that. And Waylon proceeded to have some groans and grumbles at the end of the leash. Oh, oh, but are you sure we're not doing this? And then he did. He kind of gave up and he was like, all right, fine. We're not doing this. And then you know what he did? He offered a down that has six years of reinforcement history and I was able just to reinforce him for staying there. So no still has a time and a place, in my humble opinion, for adult dogs who have a training history, right? There are so many scenarios where my dogs want to do stuff that is dangerous or sketchy or any other, <laughs> any other label in between the two of those, dangerous and sketchy, right? And I have to tell them no, but I'm not yelling no over and over again. Like that is not going to get me to the desired outcome. And I think that in addition to literally saying no out loud, right? Like verbally saying it, I'm also following it up with some intention, right? Where I'm being clear, like, nope, we're not doing that, right? Like, no, we're not going to do that. And then I'm there to utilize some of the other trained skills and be like, hey, find it. Hey, come to me. Hey, walk at my side. But I don't always follow it up, 
right? Like sometimes I just have to be clear with the dogs. Like, nope, we're not going to do that. And then all of a sudden the dog's like, okay, cool. I have all of these other behaviors. I know what will work for me. And I kind of leave it open. Like, okay, cool. What can you offer? That is not the thing I've told you not to do. Bam. I'm there to reinforce. I'm not only, I'm not always reinforcing with food, right? Oftentimes I'm reinforcing with verbal praise or access, but I am definitely using a lot of no's. But if you find yourself in scenarios, like I was saying with the puppies and the new to you dogs, where you're just constantly yelling no, you know that you need to reevaluate what your expectation is of your dog in that environment and definitely go back to foundational training of skills that can help prevent that scenario from happening again. Okay, so, you know, no can be useful, but to a point, because to a certain point, you're just becoming background noise and you're pissed and confused and the dog is pissed and confused. And like, that's definitely not where you want to be. Not that I don't like find myself in that scenario sometimes, but I don't stay there for very long. Okay, there are definitely some scenarios where I'm using nonverbal no's, right? And that means I'm just being clear with the dog, like we're not doing that. Oftentimes that's leash tension right? My dogs want to go everywhere. They do not perceive boundaries like we do, like other humans do. And I very consistently have to use leash tension as a no. For example, a neighbor of ours has several outdoor cats and my dogs always want to like go into their garage and find the cats. I can't let them do that, right? I can't let them do that. So I have to use the leash tension. And I'm not literally saying no, but the leash tension is acting as the no that I want it to, right? The dog's like, but, 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 oh, there's leash tension. Okay, fine, we're not. So I think that there are a lot of ways that we're using nonverbal no's in which are very effective and clear to the dog. Another example that comes to mind is removal of access to something. So I'll give you an example. So say we have a young, boisterous adolescent dog and you're working on sit and down and you have the treats in your hand and the dog is just jumping up and trying to grab at your hand. You put that treat back in your your pocket and that's basically a no, right? Like, nope, like you can do that, but that's not going to work for you. And then voila, the dog's like, okay, wait a minute. They stand still for a couple of seconds. They aren't jumping. Bam, the treat comes out. Bam, they don't jump. Yes, I'm reinforcing. So I think that there are a lot of nonverbal no's that actually are really effective teachers, right? But to circle back to the point that I was making earlier, you have to avoid overuse because if all you're doing is yelling and telling your dog no and trying to use nonverbal no's, that doesn't get your dog closer to what they should be doing, right? No has a time and a place, but that can't be the whole training picture. That'd be absurd, right? We have to be able to teach our dogs a repertoire of life skills so that we can ask them to provide those life skills so it's not just constantly us saying no and our dogs being confused. No can 100% be overused and 100% be ineffective, right? Like both of those things can be true about no's. But everything that I've described today in my personal experience, these no's have been kind, effective, and successful at getting dogs to other behaviors that we'd rather see them do. 
Okay. So everyone, I hope that you enjoyed this short and sweet episode on telling your dog no. If you liked it, do me a favor, share a screenshot and share it over on the Instagrams at a good feeling underscore NCO. Like I mentioned, the free training link will be in the show notes. So you can check out those free trainings if you need them. Everyone have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me. And I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.